0: This episode of what we're calling this show again? Oh Mark, it's called Urgent Exit Required. Thank you, I'm sorry. This episode of Urgent Exit Required is dedicated to farmers. Farmers? Particularly the Scottish farmers that insist on bringing in British summertime each summer. Thus meaning that because the clocks went back last night... Or um, went forward, whichever way around. They went, forward. Round, they went yeah, forward. Means that we're recording this an hour earlier body clock time than it actually is.
1: Yeah. But still, lose <laughs> an hour. Yeah,
0: but, but it also means it's nine o'clock body time rather than ten o'clock.
1: Oh yeah. I was thinking actually I was feeling, you know, a little bit more sparky than we were last week. Having said that, this week we weren't joined by <laughs> the third member of our crew. (laughs) So we didn't have to watch Line of Duty with the subtitles on whilst holding an infant.
0: Let's not curse it, there's still time
1: time. Wow, what an episode.
0: They fit about probably four episodes of plot into that episode.
1: I think this is classic, classic Line of Duty episode tonight. Mm.
0: So last week I was a little bit disappointed by the lack of sort of explosive action, mm. whereas this week we have just got plot after plot after plot, and it was perfect exactly what we, what this thing did, just to propagate all this the season way through, into
1: gear. we were like, making like, I don't say making eyes at each other, but you know, we've been married a while now but like... There was some of that in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was plenty of that in the episode, but we were proper like, yeah, and we were calling out the lines, and there was, line of duty bingo was being ticked off all the way but not in a cliched way Because I think we've still got a difference in the characters that we're looking at. I didn't feel like it was revisiting things in a sort of stereotypical or cliched way. I felt it was hitting beats, but like in a line of duty way that we all love, but with a different plot and different context. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely so wanted to address some feedback that we got from last week's episode yeah from friend of the show neil hi neil uh so i think our gimmick on this is that we will get stuff wrong we totally. will leave stuff out so yes. um would, this is what happens when you just record it straight after uh so neil dropped us some feedback <laughs> Uh, And Neil has only just caught up on Line of Duty, so has marathoned through all the seasons in the past couple of months, despite me mentioning six years ago that this is a show you should be watching.
1: (laughs) But this is the best thing, isn't it? Because people who have watched it recently Mm. will have that memory, whereas I really can't remember. I can remember big bits, yeah, uh, like my love for Lindsay Denton knows no end, but I can't remember the precise moments. So remind us what Neil told in a feature that we're going to call what we got wrong last week.
0: <laughs> Mistakes we knew we were making.
1: <laughs> Reminders what Neil has told us.
0: Terry first appeared in season one.
1: So Terry, who we talked about last week, has been like, he had been in the show before, but yeah. we hadn't realised he'd been in it since the beginning.
0: Yeah. Um, Buckles actually first appeared in season one. I
1: can't believe that. I want to go back and have a look. I don't. I, I knew I knew him, but I didn't think I knew him from this show. Yeah. But it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, Terry's freezer being used to store the body happens in season one.
1: Yeah, I knew that.
0: I didn't. I thought, I remember it being mentioned last season, but.
1: I, yeah, yeah, I remember the, the whole freezer thing from season one.
0: And then Neil said, You do see the keychain, camera focuses on it.
1: There's, this is a keychain that Joe Davison. Is it Davison? Is that a surname? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But Joe, uh, Kenny McDonald, she comes out of Farida's house and she has a whole bunch of keys. Now I totally agree that you do see the keychain. We do look at it, but there's no way that you you, you saw the giant key <laughs> that she uses to like lock her many locks in yeah, her house. It's not like
0: the janitor's keychain that she would undoubtedly would have. No, have
1: there. It, it wasn't like she had all of that. You know, a bit of a car, a bit of a, a bit of a top lock, a bit of a Yale, and then you've got this absolute massive key there wasn't that. So yeah, okay, mm. I take that one, Neil, but not the whole thing. Yeah.
0: So just gonna go through some notes on the episode. Yes. Literally made these as we're watching it. So Yeah.
1: You made uh, a lot of notes.
0: As pre because there's so much happened. Like the plot did not stop in this.
1: But then we'll just chat away and give our instant reaction.
0: So it starts off showing that Gail Vella has been reporting on previous cases by AC12. Mm -hmm. Now this was this video of her reporting on them was actually released as part of like an ARG. Like an alternative reality game, I think that is.
1: I'm so glad you explained what an ARG was. <laughs>
0: I think that it's the thing that I first saw would Lost used to do it in between seasons. Um, but in the preview, the magazine of Gale Vela had a QR code on it. And if you followed that and then followed the clues, you ended up on the iPlayer with an unlisted video with Ted Hastings ringing you to congratulate you.
1: Amazing.
0: I mean it's it is the most wooden acting that Adrian Dunbar has ever done. <laughs> it's
1: proper like hello. It's I'm not going to do that. Soon, but yeah. hello. It's Hastings. here. you know like I, as in the battle.
0: I want you on my team because <laughs> I like
1: I like bent co- getting bent cover yeah, yeah all of that yeah. Yeah. It was great.
0: It's a lot of fun. If you want to follow it through, um just shout out to a Twitter user who um who busted this open weeks ago
1: yeah because everyone else sort of caught on to it quite late on and then you went back
0: this was in all the papers midweek yeah. like oh people have spotted something in line of duty not mentioning it was in the, pre- like the preview because we physically fast forwarded and rewound through the episode trying to find it but a twitter user at Porsche porcupine all one word, has some really, really good tweets on this. So I'd recommend going to check her out. It was... And
1: she did it weeks ago. Yeah. Like, ages ago. And no one picked up on it. And mm. other people are, like, congratulating themselves for getting it. And she did it ages ago. So well done.
0: So anyway, there is a raid on Operation Lighthouse. Steve and Chloe assemble their Justice League to go and set <laughs> oh, up the raid. Oh,
1: topical mention. Well done.
0: <laughs> but I denied because... Kate has given Joe a nudge and they have done policey things to get a counter something.
1: Something, yeah. The DCC, is that the deputy chief constable? For
0: plot reasons. The <laughs> has raid done was something yeah, yeah.
1: that means that they've got a bit of a reprieve because I think she said, Oh, we've got a leak. We've clearly got a leak. Joe said this. And then the D- she's been to the DCC to try and get some sort of moratorium. She uses the word moratorium, which is yes. a legal thing, which is a, a stoppage on other things happening. And then you see the DCC, don't you? And the, the police and crime commissioner. Yes. Um, talking about maybe making this investigation into just a review rather than mm-hmm. looking for, in inverted commas, bent coppers. Can we pause at this point to chat about Kate and her betrayal. Do you think it is a betrayal? I don't know. I don't know. And I think that's what's so great about this program is the the entire time I'm thinking there's more to this. There's more to this. Like why would Kate do that? Why would she betray Steve when they've clearly got like we'll, we'll talk about the underpass in a bit I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But they've clearly got this great relationship every time they're on the screen together they just you know they completely buzz off each other I think those two actors. And it just doesn't seem. It just something doesn't seem right. I know Hastings is has like washed his hands of her and he's like, oh, you know, she's a treasonous, and off she goes, and we're not going to look out for her. But something doesn't seem right with Kate, and I'm hoping it's not like a a character. Oh, what like mismovement? That's not a word. But you know, that they've switched their character because this just doesn't feel right for Kate. Unless they're going to make out... I think it's a double,
0: a a double, double double double, cross. But
1: I was going to say, unless they're going to make out, that which has always been the way that Kate has actually been a rotten egg from the beginning. And this is building up to the reveal of that.
0: I am more likely to think that she is working with Ted in the background. I think
1: so. And they just haven't told Steve.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Steve, who's now a D.I.,
1: Yes, temporarily. Nice to
0: see. Yeah. Oh, he just I, deserves
1: it. He, he. Do, I think both you and I were like, oh. Yeah. And then when um Chloe then calls him Sarge by accident, and then was yeah. like, oh, sir. So yeah, it was nice to see him being called sir.
0: Mm. So Carl Banks, who is the person whose DNA was also in the flat heavily, uh, is killed. There is a murder weapon at the scene, and Farida has been moved on. Well, she, she's asked, hasn't she? she yes. Asked
1: for a transfer. Yeah,
0: and at this point, we meet her replacement, who <laughs>
1: dun, dun, dun. heavily
0: foreshadowed in the previously <laughs> yeah, online activity. Yeah, wish of they had done that. Yeah, but Ryan, the mm-hmm. kid from the OCG last season and riding about on a bike in season one. In
1: season one, yeah.
0: See, Neil, we do remember that. Yeah, Neil um, is now on the team. Um, working with Joe and Kate,
1: which I'm a little bit surprised about because I know last time in the sort of the, they I'm gonna say a lot of Justice League mentioned, but the epilogue, yes, um, from last season you see him sort of at his passing out parade, isn't it at the police um, college? If yes. I get that right. Uh, So you see him, but I didn't think he would be inserted into the action quite so much. I thought it would be a long burner and maybe he'd turn up in a couple of seasons down the line or not at all, you know, but I like that he's in there now. I I think it's brilliant that that actor as a child, you know, (laughs) had this and now is seeing it all the way through. It must be amazing to be in that show from from that, that time and to work with all those people and to be a key like proper key role in this show. So, Ryan's on the team.
0: Ryan's on the team. Ted meets with John Corbett's widow. Mm. And she mentions something about the HMRC. He
1: mentions what?
0: She mentions something about the HMRC. Does she? Yeah, it's like you, it's, you overhear it as she meets with him in the reception.
1: Oh, all right, okay. Okay. I didn't hear that at all.
0: I swear it happened, but yeah. I
1: know she's got a new telly. Well... And it's got all the sports channels. From apparently. the epilogue
0: of last season. <laughs> yeah. um, we know that, well, it is indicated that, that Ted left a large stash of money yeah. uh, that was never recovered, left it with her. And then Steve goes to visit her and we get a nice plot point <laughs> uh, where Steve questions whether she can afford Sky uh, BT Sports.
1: I know this is going to sound really bad, but if I had that money, I would have done something to the kitchen. <laughs> the, the, I would have that probably would have been my first port of call. I know that sounds terrible. We're renovating our house at the moment, so I'm really into like interior design and I just want to rip out everything. So as soon as I see other people's houses, I just wanna go, oh, I'll change that kitchen and have a nice island.
0: And have the big telly and BT score. Yeah, <laughs> and during this episode, love is in the air.
1: Oh, for so many people. Apart from Farida.
0: Well, you know, Farida... Poor Farida. Farida. is now wearing a hoodie and standing around the corner staring at Joe Davidson. Yeah, a bit weird. But Kate and Joe have a bit of a flair.
1: Yeah, I know. And some blokes, because they go out for some drinks, don't they? And some blokes at the table next door try and buy them some drinks. And yeah. I, lo- I love... Oh, I'd so like to do this in, in my youth. I would have loved to have been able to just... To people who were pestering you, just get your police card out and not even look them in the eye. Just put the police card out and be like, leave us alone.
0: I'd quite like someone to buy me a drink.
1: Well, it's true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nowadays, anything goes really, doesn't it, mm. you know, for us.
0: Yeah, and they have a little bit of a moment where they... Kate's saying, oh, I've bit... not got the kids this weekend, so I'd fancy coming round. And... See,
1: I... are you seeing that as, like, very flirtatious? Are you seeing it as her trying to Get Joe on board in terms of a relationship. Did you read it that yes, way? Yes, that's exactly how See, I read it. I wasn't sure. I read it that way, and um, I thought it was more of of a friendship.
0: Well, there was a lingering touch of the hand last mm. episode, which the again they showed on the previously on. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't sure, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I just, I just don't know. I'm, I can't, I can't read it. I'm, yeah, I'm really interested to see where that storyline goes. I,
0: I can tell you where it's gonna go, but yeah. And then Stephen John Corbett's widow. I really do need to learn her name by next week. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, is it? what? Oh, I wanted to say Sinead, but I think I've just pulled that out <laughs> of the air. Uh, or Siobhan, possibly. Anyway, move on. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I think that's really. Although, I say I think that's really nice, but she's had a tough time with John Corbett being the undercover officer yes. and all the secrets, And Steve is not in a good place at the moment. Absolutely Steve, not. Yeah, he's made DI and temporary DI, but he's got an addiction to painkillers and it's quite, it's it's I mean it's really significant. You can see him getting in the car and you see the stress building and much like someone with addiction problems with alcohol or, or other things, mm. you can see him reaching for the item that is going to give him relief. And you, straight away, as soon as he got in the car, I thought, oh, he's going to have to take some pills. He's, you can see it building in his body. Great acting uh, yeah. by Martin Comston. Steph Colbert. That's it. <laughs> Siobhan, Sinead, Steph.
0: Yeah.
1: Got there in the end.
0: We then go into... A line of duty favourite. The lengthy interrogation oh, scene. so
1: good. But usually something that you get much later on down the line. Absolutely. was a little bit taken aback by it.
0: This is normally like episode five, episode six thing. Yeah. In this, we see Chloe, Ted and Steve interrogating Jo along with her police representative. I tell
1: you what, Chloe does a really... Chloe is so efficient. I think she's really been underplayed. I mean, I know we're only two episodes in, Mm. but we don't really know anything about Chloe, other than she is really good at her job.
0: I really like her. Mm. Which makes me think she's dead by episode four. Oh, I know,
1: that's what I was thinking. Out the window.
0: Yeah. There she goes. There there she goes again. (sighs) There is evidence to show that that the cheers killed carl banks there is also evidence that there were leaks of information from investigations so joe is arrested i think that's pretty much everything that
1: happens yeah there. i think it is i appreciated this scene because i was getting quite confused yeah i got really confused with episode one but i thought most of that was to do with the fact that i had someone you know sort of wailing in my ear yeah and you know it, it was an unsettled episode one for us because of the circumstances yes. of small child getting up but i've been thinking about it all week and still not quite getting my head around what was happening which i love i love line of duty for that i like being challenged yeah but i really appreciated the fact that ted was taking me through step by step how everything, you know, who the people were. And I wonder whether that's why that scene was put in there, to sort of bring it all together. Because otherwise, what are you going to do? Are you going to have Joe and the others all in the room where you're getting people seeing the wrong thing because they might be baddies? You know, you need someone to lay everything out as AC12 are seeing it. And that's what we got in this scene. So Mm. I was breathing a bit of a sigh of relief because I thought, oh, at least I kind of get who the people are why they're worried about her, why they think there's a gross misconduct. And it also gave you an opportunity to see what she's like, which you always get, don't you, in the interrogation scenes is where you really get to see into the eyes of... The police officer they're investigating.
0: It takes you back to Lindsay Denton, where mm. she was matching Ted and Steve word for word, um, and coming back at them, challenging them. I, mean, See, it I was... don't
1: think Joe's as good as Denton. No,
0: I mean Lindsay Denton's the first the first person to utter I reserve the right to be interviewed by a t- by a mm-hmm. police officer, at least one rank senior, which is just a uh, line of duty folklore now. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, she's arrested, and as she's arrested, she says, Well, you should be investigating Buckles, you should be investigating Farida. These are the other people that certainly could have had that information.
1: But doesn't mention Fleming. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Telling you. Something's happening. Yeah, there.
1: something's going on there because she lists so many people. It wasn't just saying reader and Buckles. Mm. It was Buckles, other people, some other names that I didn't quite. I mean, fake dot probably was Probably in there. fake dot, yeah. Um, all of that stuff. So we still need to find out what he's called. It's
0: Lomax. It's, it? I think it's Chris Lomax. Right, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, as soon as she said, wait, and you got yeah. this, you know, Ooh, um, I knew that one of those people would have something. And of course, if you tie it all together, of course she was living with Farida. Yeah. she could dump anything in that house, couldn't she? Could hide anything away.
0: Awesome exchange between Buckles and Steve as he's coming to Amazing. tell them. Amazing.
1: If we hadn't already sort of called this urgent exit required, I might have changed it to jazz mags, <laughs> which was one of the greatest lines. When you find me jazz mags, you know, <laughs> just, it's so, just so old fashioned. had sure to it? knock one out. <laughs> It's juvenile, but it's it's really good fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially because <laughs> Buckles is that sort of bumbling. Oh, I and, totally yeah. would
1: say that as well. That yeah. It's really true to, to him as a character. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, Berna are found at Farida's house and she is Lots of them. interrogated and arrested. Yeah, God, it's like Calfo Maros yeah, in there, isn't is it? What is released, is picked up by Ryan, which I thought, uh-oh, that, that single title card of Kelly McDonald's name might end up being erased from next week. Oh,
1: did you think Ryan was going to do something?
0: I thought that might be it. Oh, wow. But he apparently dropped her off at a car because mm. she later drove to a car park where a big bearded man left a package which contained a burner phone. Yeah. And my notes say, she doesn't seem pleased. <laughs> Either that, or we can't hear it in the air tonight coming on, on the... Uh, Drumming. On the radio because she's doing the drumming on the. Oh, thing. She, I mean,
1: she really does go. For, I I did wonder whether it was a bit over the top when she starts sort of bashing the window. I could get the you know your typical thing of when you're really angry, so you hit the um the steering wheel in front of you. Yeah, but, but yeah, the whole sort of drumming on the windows. She's
0: drumming on the windows. She's, she's drumming on the windscreen.
1: Up at the uh the old mirror.
0: She's checking her face. I mean, she will have to readjust that mirror. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that's staying lined but, up.
1: Yeah, I suppose it is meant to show you. I suppose. For me, I was... I, I'm i going to go back to Lindsay Denton again. But Lindsay Denton was, was so in control, but then sometimes sort of lost it a little bit behind the scenes. But mainly, was it, I think Joe... I'm pleased they're making Joe different from her. Because I think she does have something of the Dentons about her.
0: Yeah, she's going to hook up with a different member of AC12. Well,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think there's much more vulnerability in Joe... In that she's, I think she's got into something so far over her head or there's something else going on, isn't it? With her mother and the photograph, you know, if you're really angry at someone so much that you throw a glass at a picture of them and you. Yeah. Why then have a picture of them and you in your, that didn't, something just didn't seem right there. Something was going on. um. I know some people were saying that they thought that the picture of the mum was Anne Marie Corbett, who was John Corbett's mum, who Ted had an affair with, or we led to believe last series, but that didn't it didn't spring to mind.
0: God, I, I forgot probably. all about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And Ted hanging out with Sinead Steph. Yes. Yeah. John Corbett's wife something about him potentially being his son and I don't know whether they're going to go back over that again. Do you reckon
0: he's pitting them a Virgin Media bill?
1: What do you mean?
0: So that she can get Champions League.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Sorry, you failed to understand the reference. <laughs> Did yeah. Because it comes in the package, you see, which BT Sport uh, does when you get the highest package right. of uh, Virgin Media. If
1: so only she'd said that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. With no. That I'm, a, I'm, with I'm on the VIP package. That's <laughs> um, so always
1: a really cute I get my broadband.
0: I get. Calls all day and at weekends. <laughs> and
1: they get three minutes.
0: Yeah, three minutes. They also send me a SIM card. You can't tell that we're, we're looking at rearranging our media setup, can you? Oh,
1: what a great episode.
0: What a great episode. Made even better mm-hmm. by an appearance of Amanda the Techie.
1: Oh, God this and that's the other reason why I love this show is you get these people coming back some of them we can't remember obviously yeah. but some that you just know they've been in it before and they're going to tell you about what someone's been doing on the internet.
0: Yeah, Amanda the checky really one of my good. one of my all-time favorite like secondary characters in mm. this. There was a mention to a podcast in this. Yes. Because when they're investigating Gail Vella and looking at her history they go to her editor who mentions she'd been working on a podcast? And this is a—is this a real BBC podcast?
1: So I think what they were saying was that, that she'd heard the Daniel Morgan podcast. Daniel yeah. Morgan was murdered in a car park. He was an investigator. I don't know if he was an investigative reporter or if he was like um like a a private detective. I think the private it was investigator more, more, is how he's listed that. online. Um. But, yeah, he was found murdered in a car park, and there is a huge conspiracy surrounding his death, and his family has been working for so long to try and piece the pieces together they and um, they've tracked down police officers who were involved in the case, who you know some have come forward and said these things went missing, That you know some have been accused, you know, and they've even i think um they got it in front of I think Theresa May perhaps after the podcast came out where it got really big ratings. It, oh, wow. It, it was really, really taken on. I listened to it because I said to you, God, I've listened to that podcast. I've listened yeah. to it. And then there was a documentary, I think on Channel 4, I could be wrong, a little while after that. So it it was the podcast, so it was a little bit like, do you remember when Serial came out? I remember it well. Um, and they looked into the Adnan Saeed case. Yes. It, it was it was coming off the back of that. And it, it really, really got picked up and it got a lot of people injured. Now I had never heard of the murder before, but then became acutely aware of, of of what was going on. This is another example of line of duty taking something from real life. You've got I mean they absolutely bring up the um the horrific ghost of Savile yes. in this as they have done in previous um previous series, even going to the extent of photoshopping him into photographs with
0: With the people, former chief inspector who was... I, I
1: wasn't quite sure what to make of that at the time but I see where they're going with it.
0: I thought it was brilliant at the time but I can see why people would find that problematic.
1: Mm, yeah, I think it's quite a difficult thing, isn't it? Yeah. When you're watching a fictional show and then reality comes in but it's, it's doing the same thing here. One of the things that I... Think is really good to come out of the mention of Daniel Morgan is that people will then go back and look at that podcast and listen to it and it'll get more attention and I'm I'm thinking that's maybe what Jed Mercurio wants to you know to happen with this
0: absolutely so I've just looked it up at the podcast's called Untold
1: that's it yeah
0: yeah I think they've also done something on the Stephen Lawrence inquiry oh, right. Right, um, okay. I think that might be season two but right. uh, it certainly there's been a season on Stephen Lawrence and okay a ste- season on this
1: the, there's also We did talk about this last week, but there's also a very clear um, reference to Jill Dando, the murder of Jill Dando.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I should have mentioned this last week because it was just in my head the whole time. The idea that they've picked up someone who they think is a crazed fan, in inverted commas. The whole idea of the gunshot residue, which was um, a major part of the case against um, Barry Bulsara... Or Barry George, as I think he's the the two names because it yeah. was changed by Depot, wasn't it at one point? You can see there's so much of real life coming in there. Really, really interesting because I didn't see that happening when we first you know found this show at series one. I didn't anticipate that that would be you know that real life would be coming into it quite so much
0: absolutely yeah i mean it's i I really like it when they do this um i know that like i said people have found this problematic but this is what separates this from the 100 other investigation Mm. shows that are going on
1: the um i think at the end of last week i came out of it thinking great line of duty's back and I'm excited to see next week's episode, but I wasn't doing that thing of, oh, it's Wednesday, you know, yeah. it's halfway through the week. Now, I think after tonight's episode, it's really like, it's a proper cooking on gas, isn't it? And you... Yeah, All right, Ted. <laughs> I didn't mean to do one. But yeah, I really feel like we're, we're in to the heart of it now. And we can see that Joe is clearly compromised. We can see that Farida might be mm. a little bit, crazed and stalkery, but also might also be, be be taken advantage of. I think she's a really complicated character because I, I do think that she's emotionally unstable Yeah. and probably, you know, standing on street corners watching her ex is not good. I think we now know Joe has left these burner phones in the house. You know, it's, that's clear. She's, she's we
0: think a... that's what's happened. Oh, well,
1: she goes and picks another one up on the, you know, as Jen the last Mercurio's line. is very,
0: very, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I know.
0: One thing I would say is,
1: mm.
0: I prefer the chase of knowing whether someone's compromised rather than Finding having, out this, having it released this early. Okay. Yeah. I think that, that was the thing with John Corbett, why I really enjoyed that, because we didn't know just how into the OCG was. Um, same with, I mentioned it for the 14th time, this podcast, but <laughs> yeah. Lindsay Denton, we All didn't know just how, been. yeah. <laughs> Careful. I'm the one who just died, right. terribly.
1: <laughs> Sorry, go on. It's
0: not, no, baby Yoda. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm a little bit disappointed to find she is at least somewhat integrated mm. with that and at least somewhat compromised I
1: suppose the, the question is now why Why she got involved, she's clearly upset about it, she doesn't want to, to do it mm. she's frustrated that you know this has happened to her and we know there's, there's all sorts of backstory and that'll be the thing I I wonder whether something else is going to happen I, I'm really interested in what's going to happen with Fleming so that I think is another line <laughs> another line <Yeah>. of duty <laughs> the, and they even got the title of the show in showing, well. yeah. so you know I think there's more to it than just the Joe incident and you've got all this backstory with Ted and John Corbett's wife, Steve and John Corbett's wife, the, the addiction to the, the painkiller. So you've got all of that in the background so it's I don't think it's just about Joe now. Mm. You've got Joe as the sort of the central figure but we kind of know what, sort of what's going on there. I think there's everything else to go around the side. Yeah. Anyway, great episode.
0: Great episode.
1: Can't wait till next week
0: where we will be remembering the short career of Chloe, probably.
1: Oh, I know. Poor Chloe.
0: <laughs> I really hope she survives.
1: Yeah, so do I.
0: <laughs> Feel bad, though. I know. Um, so thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Um, we really enjoying doing this. It's really nice just to sort of look each other in the eye and talk about all our theories like out loud, rather than just sort of discussing it over like getting ready for bed and stuff like yeah. that, or Taddy <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah we really appreciate you listening because we really are working hard to get this out as quick as possible after um, if you want to give us a follow on our social medias we are on twitter and at instagram as the honeymoon pod and if you want to give us a review on any of the podcast apps that you use please do so. Really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, it'll be brilliant. Thank you very much.
0: And we'll see you next time.
1: See you next time. Although
0: I think we're going to get out a, pod- a main podcast this week, aren't we?
1: Oh yeah, we're going to step aside from Urgent Exit Required and actually do another podcast. like The, the main show, as we call it. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about what we've been watching other than Line of Duty. And we're going to try and do that uh, <laughs> tomorrow night.
0: Fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> right then, we'll see you later. See you later. Bye.